a growler. Welcome back to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast one minute at a time. I'm Bobby. And I'm Janae. And I'm George. Hi, George. How's it going? It's going great, Bobby. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being with us today. I guess to get started, do you want to introduce yourself real quick and let people know who you are? I am George Hendricks. I am one half of the hosting group that does the Mogwai Minute, and um, we're just about halfway through that one, so... Yeah, yes. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> That's an accomplishment. Yeah, we just hit our midway episode last uh, this last recording session, our halfway point. Oh wow, crazy! How many minutes are in that movie? One hundred and six. Whew! Yeah, I feel kind of lucky that uh, our movie. I mean, it's not that much shorter, but it's uh, it's a little bit shorter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I have another side project that is is one hundred and seventy plus, Ooh. and oh that one's. That one's an endeavor. That one hasn't gotten really off the ground yet. <laughs> but oh it's, it's in process. Goodness. That's a lot of minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it just gives me more room to have more wonderful guests. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being our guest this minute, um, which starts off with the Beast accepting Belle's offer to stay and ends with Lumiere saying, since the girl is going to be with us. Um, Janae, do you have anything to, to kick us off this minute? Uh, sure. So, okay. I think it's interesting that he promises, so he promises to let her dad go, but he makes her promise to stay forever. And that is a humongous promise. <laughs> Ask of somebody. Especially because she's young and she's you know, right. just, just now getting her life started. She likes to read a lot and she doesn't know there's books there. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, yeah, so, and it's funny because I think he, so he says, okay, I promise to let him go if you stay forever. That's the conditions. And then he's like, are you willing to do it? And that's when she says, I think we totally got ahead of ourselves yesterday, Bobby. But (laughs) this is the minute where she says, come into the light. And I love this part because of the way that they did it. It's just phenomenal. But you see her reaction as you see him coming into the light. It kind of like does this flip-flop between him coming into the light and her reaction and her just shock and fear in response to who he is and what he looks like and she had no idea who she was talking to she didn't Uh, but at the same time that's a very interesting request to make of the person who's saying hey stay here forever let me see what you look like is she going to change her mind as soon as i know right (laughs) she's like oh sorry dad i can't hang out with this guy Uh, Well, maybe she was just very rash, and she was like, okay, I'll stay, I'll do it. But then she was like, wait a second, maybe maybe I should think about this for a second. That's kind of a weird request. It's like, you you must promise to stay here forever. And then she's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. What do you look like again? (laughs) Even for a young girl, she still recognizes that's a pretty big ordeal. The whole forever thing. Forever is a really big time, no matter how old you are. 
Well, I thought it was interesting that he said forever. It's not like you must stay here, you know, till you die. I mean, that would be a little morbid, but it's not just for your lifespan or for a really long time. He said, you have to be here forever. I'm keeping your bones. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably just implied that just for the rest of her life, because, I mean, well, I guess if she died there, where else would he, what would he do with her? True, but oh, what I don't if want she you anymore. Him, so you know, how would he know? And maybe her forever is his lifespan. She outlives right. him, and she's like, "Well, I just got a big old castle." <laughs> 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 well, I mean, it's pretty sad this moment because pretty much her life is over. It's like I was thinking about a few minutes ago when we saw her singing the, her "I Want" song about all of these things that she dreams and wishes for, and she wants to have adventure, and she wants to be around people who understand her, and she wants to get out of this small town where everybody talks about her behind her back. And when she agrees to this, she is agreeing to even more um, imprisonment. Imprisonment. Yes, she's she's agreeing to even more imprisonment than she had in the first place all her hopes and dreams that she was singing about they're gone they are over which makes the sacrifice all the more real because we know what she's sacrificing but also i don't know how small the towns you guys live in are but having lived in a small town for a while um i sometimes think living in a castle um imprisoned by a giant beast <laughs> might be slightly <laughs> might be just maybe a little bit better. i mean just little maybe like if you, if you weigh them out on your hands bullet points you're kind of like maybe one or two points of interest you know maybe freedom is a big one but at the same time it's probably the only <laughs> other one that makes it better but at this point she doesn't know that that's what it's going to be like she probably thinks she's going to be in a dungeon like her dad it's all bait and switch <laughs> <laughs> And that's something that, we, that we've talked about a little bit, uh, well, more than a little bit so far, is that the town that she lived in wasn't really that small. I mean, there, there was a, it was a very sizable village slash town thing. There was a lot going on there. And uh, kind of to your point of what you were talking about a minute ago, Janae, um, she is giving up. I mean, she doesn't know what she's getting in the deal here. So she's giving up her dreams of going out somewhere else. But she is outside of the town that she wanted to get out of. And... You know, she is kind of having an adventure. It's just not the the happy adventure she was thinking she was going to have. And we'll see, you know, things obviously end up well because this is a Disney movie for her. So she's getting kind of what she wanted, but she doesn't know that yet. And I love right. the expressions on her face as she sees him and she goes back and she's kind of like in shock and horror. And then you see the resignation on her face as she realizes, like, this is what I'm going to live with. Um, that she's already made the decision. She's not changing her mind. She's saying, okay, that's the guy I'm going to stay with for the rest of my life and I'm giving everything up. And so you can see the sadness and resignation in her face. That's not just scared, but okay, I'm going to do this. I'm actually doing right, this. The resolution as well mm-hmm. as the resignation. Yeah. I like yeah. how when he, when he, when she says step into the light, he does, he leads with his foot and then sort yes. of like slowly slides in from like yeah. lower to high. It's like, like, he's like, I might look like a giant bear wolf dog, but, you know, my quads are on point, so I'm going to start with those. And we'll see what happens from there. But I don't think the rest is going to flow over very well, but, I mean, my quads are tight. <laughs> I love it. That's totally what he was thinking. He's very self-conscious. Just, He's really he ridiculously self-conscious as far but as... But his me. eyes are incredible. I just, through the whole movie, his eyes are my favorite. 
those blue eyes are yeah, so... Yeah, they, they crush eyes on this movie. All of them. They like do. Hers are amazing, and, and mm-hmm. everyone's just, just like so expressive. Yeah, I totally did a, a screen capture of like when he's like fully at his tallest in the light and he's just like staring down at her. It's like, dude, that would be an awesome profile picture if I was the beast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just start working out a lot and like grow out your beard and then have some horns grafted onto your head. <laughs> her poor dad, though, because he just gets, well, real quick, after all this and she agrees and she's like standing in the light and she like falls to her knees and she's so depressed her poor dad is just like no no don't do it and they didn't consult him at all it was just like they just made the choice without him and i feel so bad for him because then he gets dragged out of the room and tossed in this creepy carriage thing yeah the beast is kind of like i think he's admitting he's taken aback he's like wait wait what like okay i get you young pretty girl or you're old broken dad <laughs> yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get him out of here before he can go back on this <laughs> yeah before she changes her mind he's like nope sorry nope nope you said it i gotta go gotta gotta drop you <laughs> gotta get out of here uh dinner's at eight bye <laughs> i was pretty sad though like when he's tells the dad she's no longer your concern yeah that is just what every dad wants to hear when a girl chooses to be with someone who they don't approve of right <laughs> as a as a father uh she's not near old enough to date date yet but you know that's definitely not something uh-huh. i would like to hear from someone she is involved with i'm like oh hold on a second hold up <laughs> until hold i'm up. cold and in the ground <laughs> she will be my concern my friend uh-huh. so let's have a conversation right? yeah. that's yeah. like one of the worst things he could have said to get on the good side of her dad well course, that's, obviously a, he's that's not, trying, not but... something he's worried about right now <laughs> no I'm, yeah he's, he's not like worried on anybody's good side never gonna see you again thanks bye-bye <laughs> Well, in Maurice's line there, I'm old, I've lived my life. I remember Mm -hmm. that, like, calling my attention when I was young as being something that was, like, profound and deep. And it's like, yeah, he is kind of old. (laughs) And, like, why would she do that? Why would she give up her whole life when he's, like, an old guy? He's just going to die anyway. He's already sick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that never made sense to me. But that line is always like, oh, yeah, what's what's going on there? Mm -hmm. Dads. Oh, Maurice. So, uh, the next thing I have is the carriage. Janae, did you have anything besides that you think it's creepy? Well, it's definitely very creepy. Yeah, she's definitely right on that. <laughs> it Well, okay, one of the biggest things that makes it so creepy, I mean, they did a clever job of animating it. Because it's an inanimate object. If we're going by Bobby's theory that things that don't have faces were not people, they're just animated by the magic of the curse, it's not a person, it's an animated object because of the magic. Mm-hmm. They It doesn't have any wheels. It's like sitting there without wheels all decrepit and whatever and then they just instead of it needing wheels to get anywhere it turn those things where the wheels would go turn into legs and it just like walks off but the thing that makes it really creepy is the sounds oh, yeah. that go along with yeah. it as you watch it go away because it's i always thought when i was a kid it sounded like spiders but it's more kind of like a motory Sound. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it. a cicada. It sounds like cicada. Oh, it's got yeah. that sort of like, That's like what it metallic is. Metallic insectile sound. I was going to yes. call it the spider whir, but uh, yeah, the it does sound is, like a cicada. You hear that sound effect a lot. It's one of those really overused sound effects. It's not quite probably used as much as the Wilhelm, but it's it's definitely like mm. a like a creepy, you know, insectile, spidery, you know, yeah. lizardy sort of like 
noise that that you hear a lot in, in movies. Mission accomplished. Very creepy. Oh, they I nailed like it. it. Yeah, that definitely stood out to me as well. <laughs> I tried to look up what the sound effect was, but I couldn't seem to find a specific reference to that sound effect. Man. Well, my question is, you know, what was this thing before it became what it is, like the, the spider prison carriage? Because it has bars on the windows, so it was some kind of like prisoner transport, I guess. No, I and, think a lot of a lot of old or um, like no, nobility had barred carriages to protect themselves when they would go through dangerous places. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a rolling safe house type thing. So, okay. so, did the beast lock it from the outside though, or does the thing keep it in because? Oh, the beast I think he's keeping it in. The, yeah, the, the yeah. creature thing is like, nope, nope. I, you got to get you somewhere, and he's been given the mandate to get him out of there, and so that's what he's doing. So, my question is. This thing's been sitting there for a long time, kind of falling apart and, and, and moldering in, in the, the French countryside, whatever. Um, <laughs> if it had happened maybe 10 years earlier, maybe the wheels weren't as overgrown, would it have just used the wheels and ridden away? Or would it have done the whole spider thing? Or is this just like the means to an end, the, the quickest way to do it it's supposed to do? Well, I think, hmm. I think it could have used the wheels just as well because there's earlier on in a minute when we first see Mrs. Potts zoom in on that um, tray cart or mm-hmm. tea cart um, that has wheels. It doesn't have eyes or anything, so it's an inanimate object and it's getting around just fine. So I think they could have used wheels. The animators decided to have it not have wheels purposely is what I think. Because it's creepier. Because it's creepier. What's also kind of interesting is because if you look at the cart, I mean, the carriage, it looks like it has like, faces on it. Like the the designs on the door, it looks like, like really? an angry dwarf with like a long beard and a mouth, this open mouth is the window, and its nose and eyebrows are the little T-bar above it. That's hmm. creepy. Yeah, it has like a weird face thing going on. I can kind of see that, Yeah. But I'm yeah, not like saying that it little, was a dwarf. But it doesn't have, like, right, eyes right, right. and a mouth and, like, <laughs> yeah, talk and stuff. Yeah, it's not that anthropomorphized. It's just, it, I, I think they were just drawing, like, some face-like attributes to it to give it a little bit more sinisterness. Yeah. Is that a word, mm-hmm. sinisterness? <laughs> I feel sure. like there's a fancier word for that, but I won't try because I'll butcher it. <laughs> I like how it looks like there's a, so they have, like, the lions standing by the doorway. Yes. And then, like, the falcons or eagles above the doorway. But then you go down the stairs to the the lamp post, and it looks like there's a monkey or a chimpanzee. <laughs> on the it's like, oh, okay, we're just moving down the row of animals, I guess. Yeah, I was going to point that out because I think that's like the first monkey thing we've seen. We've seen a lot of gargoyles and a lot of you know normal castle type stuff, and I was like, is that a monkey over there? Because I can see both a monkey, but I can also see like a uh, like a her person like holding it and then leaning over a little bit. So there's like you know two different versions of it, but I like the idea of being a chimpanzee or something like that. Yeah. A noble ape. Well, and we've learned that uh, a lot of the, the statues and gargoyles that we see throughout the castle were designs that they came up with when they were trying to come up with a beast design, and they used them as, mm. as gargoyles and all the rejected designs. So we'll see that a lot in the next few minutes um, and get to see what the beast could have been. That's all I have. Do y'all have anything else for this minute? Oh, I, do, I think I read an article. Um, it's actually it's pretty funny. It is is equating Beauty and the Beast. It's a Wired at magazine article, and I'll send you the link for it so you can post it if you like. Sweet. But it's equating Beauty and the Beast as a cautionary tale for the smart home. Is <laughs> <laughs> so that what happens when your your appliances become too sentient and can think for themselves and that sort oh, of thing? That's yeah, funny. it's it's, a, it's it's an interesting read for sure. 
I mean, it's definitely taken with a grain of salt, but um, it's it caught my eye as I was doing some research on this, and it made me laugh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> ah, the internet. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much all I've got. Alrighty. Um, well, I guess that wraps us up for this minute then. So if you want to get a hold of us, um, as always, go to Facebook or Twitter. We are at Beastly Minute on both of those. You can head over to Growler Media and find all the episodes there and leave comments and uh, get in contact with me. Janae, how can people get in contact with you? Oh, you can find me on Facebook. I am at JH Voiceover, And yeah, I'm on YouTube. You can find me there as well. And George, if people want to get a hold of you before they come back and hear you again, when you'll be joining us again, how can they do that? Um, you can find me on the Mogwai Minute on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that we have a great deal of fun talking about the movie. And there, or just find our podcast on iTunes. It's on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places you can find podcasts. And check us out. We have a lot of fun talking about that movie. As, as crazy and wild as it is, it just, I feel like we have more fun talking about the movie than the movie itself. <laughs> funny how that works yeah. <laughs> now i have a question for you is that something i've been thinking about for a while is starting up a you know a, a discussion group on facebook is that something sounds like it's something you would recommend oh um we have a great time talking about the movie with with you know our listeners anyone who's interested actually you don't actually have to listen to the podcast so i can't imagine why you join the facebook group if you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> i just make a one-to-one correlation there and run with it but yeah, um, and it also it's a great place to post like you know articles and videos and things like that, and you know, have people comment and talk about it. It's a great way to just generate interest in the whole thing. It's I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about it lately. And it's like, man, that's another thing to keep track of. But uh, I think it'd be worth it. So I've been leaning towards doing that recently. So I promise we'll you, it's way that. more fun than website maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well that wraps us up for this minute. Um, definitely come back tomorrow where you can find us here again. We'll be talking about Minute 24 tomorrow. And until then, you must promise to stay here forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> forever. Our theme music is by Duo Hansen. Something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.